Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Waltrip. This is a Cali BDP Media production. Every single week, we talk about our ongoing thesis, and that is digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital, and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. If you're new to this podcast, what we like to do is talk about people that are playing the game within the game and opportunities for small business, medium-sized business, and big business to get into the storytelling business. We own a barbecue brand that became a media company and what we do through participation in events in our local community is we try to make a bigger impact. Cali Barbecue has partnered with the Holiday Bowl to feed 240 sailors that are going to be unfurling the American flag at the Holiday Bowl game upcoming. So we are a sponsor. We are here with the CEO and President of the Holiday Bowl, Mark Neville. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. And let me just say thanks a million for your support. Uh, I mean, that this is a community-wide effort, and it takes community partners like like you guys to, to help us uh, do this stuff and to provide the meals for, for all those sailors who are going to be unfurling the giant American flag during our pregame show. Uh, we literally, we couldn't do it without you. Well, we appreciate that. And one of the, the cool things for us being a barbecue media company is we teach small business owners that there's never been an easier time to tell your story. There's never been an easier time to participate. And there's so many people that have small businesses that make impacts in their community. What we like to do is partner with big sporting events because sports entertainment's in our blood and figure out ways, well, how can we participate so that we can be an example for no matter where you are in the globe, there's local events that happen and those local events are vital to the community. What I love about the Holiday Bowl is the idea that it's a nonprofit organization. This nonprofit organization was established, why? Uh, well, it started in, back in 1978 and uh, it was started by a bunch of community-minded San Diegans who wanted to help San Diego, and and their their mission behind uh, starting the bowl game was to generate tourism and create an economic impact during by by putting on the football game during the slowest tourism period of the year. Now, back then there was of course um, there was a lot of Aztec alums that are that are in our in our board and committee and wear these red coats, and so uh, they wanted also to have a place for the Aztecs to play in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, well, as it turned out, BYU played in the very in the first seven <laughs> games and in 11 total in the holiday and the, the Aztecs played in one. Um, but again, our objective is to generate tourism and, and visibility and exposure uh, and economic impact for the region. Since 1978, we've generated $977 million in economic impact. Um, totally expect to go through the $1 billion mark this year. Uh, more than 800,000 hotel room nights. Uh, and again, during the slowest tourism period of the year. So we're filling restaurants, we're, we're filling the attractions, we're filling hotel rooms, creating an economic impact uh, during a slow period. So I'd love for you to talk about what's different this year. Oh my gosh, what's not different, <laughs> right? I mean, so we, we were talking about how this is a year of first for our bowl game. It's, and it's, the, it's an all new SDCCU Holiday Bowl. And uh, first, and the one that people realize the most is that we're going into a new venue. You know, the stadium that we called home for 42 years isn't there anymore. Um, and we're, we're happy for San Diego State. They're going to get their own building there. Um, but we're moving downtown to Petco Park. And I, and I candidly would say that, you know, a few years ago when this idea first came about, I was a little resistant to it. Now... Um, in the 31 years that I've been here with the bowl game, I've never been this excited about the game. You know, having the game in Petco Park, one of the premier sports venues in America, uh, all the amenities of the ballpark, the location of the ballpark being right down there in the heart of a couple entertainment districts with the East Village and the Gaslamp Quarter, uh, where a lot of our visitors, out-of-town guests, are staying. 
Our events are down there. Um, it is now, I, I, it, there's not, I don't know that there can be a better bowl experience of any bowl game in the country. You know, we're still going to have the pageantry that, that we're known for, the pregame show that you're helping with uh, is a salute to our local military community. We'll have the, the giant flag, of course. We're also going to have the United States uh, parachute, Navy parachute team, the Leapfrogs. They're going to be jumping into the stadium, eight of them, which is a lot. Uh, I can't even remember the last time we had that many. Uh, we'll have a flyover by the United States Coast Guard. Um, this anthem will be by Taylor Dane. Uh, you know, I'm an 80s geek, music geek, <laughs> so we got Taylor Dane. Um, and, uh, and then our halftime show, the whole crowd is going to be invited to participate uh, in our halftime show. We're having a big pregame party out in Gallagher Square. Uh, it's free for everyone who has a game ticket. And, uh, and then just, you know, the, the whole thing, you know, our parade on game day. There's truly... I don't know that there will be a better experience, a bowl experience for fans than our game. Well, I mean, there's there's no doubt in my mind, obviously I'm biased growing up in San Diego, that we're a world-class sports entertainment destination. Mm -hmm. And what's unfortunate for, for us is that we no longer have those facilities, but we do. We have Petco Park. And really what you've done with this bowl game is you've done something with a football field, bringing it to a baseball field, but like you said, bringing it into the heart of Gaslamp. And that's that's very exciting, because I've seen how the field is laid out and the sight angles for a football fan from somebody that loves watching football, whether it's high school football, college football, professional football, um, that's a really unique experience. There is not a bad seat in that stadium. Yes. It's it's one thing that's hard to, to describe, but when you look at a ticket map, like if you go to holidaybowl.com to, to get your tickets, the map looks like some seats are really far away, but it's just because they're tiered, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is close. There's not a bad seat in the house. So, um, you know, we want to fill it. We, it's really important for us to fill it. As you mentioned, you know, we're, we're a different sports town now. You know, when we lost our NFL team, we still have San Diego State and we still have the SDCCU Holiday Bowl. And, and you know, the community really should support both of those efforts. Yeah. Um, it's important. You know, we want... San Diego State to fill Snapdragon Stadium on a, a week, weekly basis. And for us, we want to fill Petco Park, and it's important that we do. Nationally televised, we talked about it the first one being that we're in Petco Park. Yep. Another one is our matchup. You know, we've, we're now, we've had the Pac-12 since 1998. Um, they've played against the Big 12. they played against the Big 10. Now, for the next five years, they're going up against a different Power 5 conference in the ACC. Um, it's 15 schools, including Notre Dame, um, that have never played in the Holiday Bowl before. So we got new fan bases coming to town, mm -hmm. new energy. And the ACC and the Pac-12, is they don't play each other very often. Yeah. And they're high-scoring conferences. It, this matchup, you know, with NC State, number 18 in the country, 9-3, and three, UCLA, 8-4. and four, Both of them are very high-scoring. Um, I anticipate that fans are going to be treated to a high-scoring, down-to-the-wire finish. Um, and then the other first for us, uh, talking about the visibility, and which is important, um, is that for the first time in our history, we're on network television. So we're going to be on, as our president, uh, Bob Bollinger says, uh, we're on Big Daddy Fox this year, <laughs> and um, which is going to be fantastic. We've been on cable every year since 1986. Yeah. So to be on network television, prime time on the East Coast, 8 o'clock on, on December 28th, 5 o'clock out here in the Pacific, um, we're going to get a lot of eyeballs on this matchup. We want that football stadium to be full. I yeah. called it a football stadium For on sure. purpose. And you know, we show the country that 
we still can put on an amazing show. San Diego supports it. Um, you know, who knows what other football events we can get. You know, it doesn't have to be just a bowl game. Yep. You know, maybe we look at some regular season games. Who knows? I mean, the playoff expands. Is the size of our stadium appropriate for one of those early round games? You never know. Yeah. Um, but we got we got to we got to show it. You know, we got to show that San Diego uh, can support its sports sports programs. So speaking of size of the stadium, can you talk just a little bit about the difference between Snapdragon Stadium? Because we are partners with the Aztecs. Mm -hmm. We are very excited about our opportunity, Cali Barbecue, to go in there and to provide barbecue to all the incredible fans. But that's a 35,000 seat stadium. Mm -hmm. You're moving to Petco, which seats how many for football? Yeah, we're pushing into the mid 40s. Okay, mid 40s. Um, and it, that, it may not sound like a huge difference, but it really is. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the way our economic model works is that we want to get the best possible teams that we can get. Yes. So to get those Power Five conference teams, the, the better teams in the conference, um, it costs a lot of money. You know, we pay the conferences this year, we're paying $6.43 million. Wow. There's only, the revenue streams we have are pretty limited. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's ticket sales is our biggest one. Um, television rights fees, sponsorship revenue, um, help from civic agencies uh, and events that we do. And so for us to really be able to hit those numbers, um, our annual budget's about 9.4 million, something mm -hmm. like that. And um, for us to be able to continue to get the best teams the, that we can, it costs a lot of money and therefore we need a bigger venue to sell you know, for the ticket revenue. And is there any way to expand Petco, like the capacity? for future years, because this is a five-year deal. Right, it right. is. Um, it, it really depends, you know, because there, there are some opportunities that we can do out um, in Gallagher Square or, or Park at the Park. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not doing that this year, you know, because we're going to, that's why I think capacity will be more in the low 40s, I think, this year. Um, but we can expand it a little bit with the standing room only tickets um, out there. And who knows? I mean, things change all the time. but. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're very happy and excited about this move down to Petco Park. Um, just, you know, it, being down there where everyone is, no one has to jump on a trolley or, you know, anything to, to go to, to Mission Valley. Um, they're all down there, you know, after the game, party it up, right? You know, yeah. have, have a great time. Um, we're even hearing that a lot of locals, a lot of them, are booking two night stays down there, you know, That's because great. the night before we have the Snapdragon Bull Bashing concert where, the, uh, we're shutting down some streets in the Gaslamp Quarter and the university marching bands will perform uh, at Fifth and Market at five o'clock. We're setting up a couple stages in the Gaslamp. There'll be games and other things. And then uh, over in Petco Park in Gallagher Square, we're doing an 80s concert um, and that's benefiting Rady Children's Hospital. Um, $5 from each ticket sold will go right to, to Rady Children's Hospital. And um, so we got a flock of seagulls and missing persons and the English beat and Taylor Dane. So, um, you know, so the economics of it um, is just the stadium needs to be, we need as many seats as we can get. And when we lost the stadium, um, you know, obviously we got reduced a lot. We've been averaging, you know, over 50,000 people per game over the last five years. So uh, we need the capacity. So one of the things that I love about the people that live and breathe sports entertainment in San Diego, the Marty Gorsuch who puts on mm -hmm. the Farmers Insurance Open. We've had him on the podcast. Craig Dato who does mm -hmm. Breeders' Cup and Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, the Ernie Hans of the world, is it's always sports. It is the highlight. It's the reason why the event happens, but it's celebrating San Diego. You know, it's how can we really 
bring the village together and really shine as a community on a global spotlight because that's really what it is. You know, primetime TV, you know, the fact that UCLA is storied franchise, mm -hmm. NC State, I mean, Philip Rivers, we have mm -hmm. that connection there. But for, for you, what do you guys do to stand apart? From the well, other bowl games yeah, outside of what we've already mentioned. So first, you mentioned the, those those three guys, you know, Craig and Marty and Ernie, you know, three guys that, that do a great job for San Diego, um, and their organizations and, and and groups that they work with, uh, you know, create a great impact. Um, and we all have our own little niche, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you got the Thoroughbred Club and and you know the races there in Del Mar and and the golf tournament up at Torrey Pines, um, and for us. You know, we, we're, we're a bowl game. We're a postseason bowl game. You know, when we started in 1978, we were the one of 14 games. And Wow. Um, From back, 14 to 42. Is that yeah, 42 now? 43. 43. Yeah, the wow. championship game. And back then in 78, when the Holiday Bowl started, people were in an uproar. You know, there's too many games. There's too many <laughs> games, right? Well, now there are 43. Um, and I will tell you, you know, I'm, I'm the chair of, of um, the Football Bowl Association this mm -hmm. year. And, uh, you know, the bowl games, what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, everyone thinks these guys are all going to the NFL and all that stuff. And very few of them are. Yeah. Um, this is for many, I don't care which bowl game you're talking about. You know, if you ask those, those Aztecs who just played in the Frisco Bowl, I bet you they had a great time. You yeah. know, and they were there for a few days or hanging with their buddies. Um, they're, they're doing events that they typically don't do. Um, you know, when they come to San Diego, they're going to get a tour on board a, a, a Navy ship, mm -hmm. um, which they don't get to do every day. In fact, a lot of the guys from NC State have never seen the Pacific Ocean before, you know, That's so they're going to be coming out yeah. here. Um, they're going to be going to SeaWorld. We got some stuff. We're actually setting it up in their player hospitality suite. They're going to be getting haircuts and we're going to have a karaoke contest and um, they get a lot of free time while they're here too. Mm -hmm. um, and of course they're prepping for a, for a football game. Um, but since there are so many games now, we really do have to work hard at setting ourselves apart. Um, and while we were kind of forced into it, 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 it works for us, you know, in terms of the move down to Petco Park, um, you know, going on network television, uh, featuring two Power Five conference football teams. Um, we are one of the more established bowl games in the country. And there's a lot of them. I mean, I, I, can, I can give you high points of every single game that's, that's out there. And I know a lot of the, all the directors, I guess. Um, and they all do really good work in their communities. And uh, we just try to do it a little bit better. Yeah. You know? And I've been saying it, and this is no disrespect at all to all of my, my counterparts out there. We are going to make it so that the experience for fans at our game is going to be better than any bowl game in the country. I don't, even the Rose Bowl, you know, sure. I mean, they do, Kevin Ash, David E., they all do wonderful work. Um, but we want to do better, you know. We might not be the biggest game. We're not, you know, we're not a semifinal, but we want to be the best game. Mm -hmm. And our volunteers, our red coats and red shirts, and, you know, we have a thousand people who help us on an annual basis it's with incredible. this thing. And um, I, I would put our crew up against any crew out there. Yeah. And because um, they're passionate about it, they love San Diego. You, know, you talked about celebrating what we have. I mean, this, the bowl game is a celebration of, of our organization, of the Holiday Bowl. It's a celebration of college football. But more than that, it's a celebration of San Diego. That's why this year the, the moniker we're using is San Diego's biggest holiday party. Mm -hmm. And because uh, it's a lot more than just the game, you know, it's yeah. everything that goes on around it. 
Well, I love that you talk about that, and it's what we talk about on the podcast all the time. It's part of the thesis is that everybody's in the hospitality business. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't think that you're in the hospitality business, yet everything that you do, everything that you talk about in your DNA is the attention to details. You know, talking about the athlete that will not play in the NFL, but yet this will be that memorable moment for them mm -hmm. and their family coming here during Christmas time, during holiday time, to play in that special game, whether they win or they lose. Can you talk a little bit about this dedication to the red coats and the red shirts and what do these ambassadors do and what do they mean to the community and to that hospitality experience? Yeah, they mean everything. You know, we, we, we really pride ourselves on the hospitality that we provide um, the student athletes, the bands, the cheer squads, uh, the official parties who come out with the schools and the fans. And, you know, we have NC State uh, is coming into town uh, tomorrow and there will be a lot of red coats and red shirts there um, at the hotel as they get there. You know, we, we are um, branding the hotel so it looks like it's NC State's home, um, home away from home. And, uh, and we'll have a hospitality suite for the players, hospitality suite for their officials. Um, the red coats are engaged with those uh, in red shirts. And everywhere they go, in fact, I remember one time, um, this goes back a ways, but when we were doing the Poinsettia Bowl also, and I was driving um, some players from Louisiana Tech uh, to a, back to their hotel or something. And this guy, I remember Garrett Wolf. There's like certain players that I remember. His name was Garrett <laughs> Wolf. He actually did go on and play with the Chicago Bears for a little bit. Stud of a running back for mm -hmm. Northern Illinois. And he just, we were talking and he, he says, I just got to tell you. He's like, everywhere we go, there's people in red coats. And they're like, <laughs> and they're great. It's like, it feels really special here. Yeah. And I think that is a pretty common theme. Um, you know, if you ask any player, you know, that's going to be playing our game, they will know these red coats, even though we're like an NC State color more than yes. UCLA, um, they will know this is a friendly red, you know, and, and that, that um, everyone who wears a red coat or red shirt um, is there to, to, to make sure that their experience is memorable and that they share their experience with others and that that reputation with our move down to Petco Park and, and the new events that we're doing, um, is that our, our organization, that the Holiday Bowl experience is, is indeed the best. Can you explain what, what a red coat is and what a red shirt is for yeah, so, those that don't know? Yeah, so red coats, you know, red coats have been around forever and, and essentially what they are are our board and committee, so active members. Um, and we also have life, direct, life board, life committee. Um, with uh, our committee, we have some committee members that are currently active. Well, man, we have some from 1978 are still wow. involved in what we're doing. But um, the red coats are our committee and board, uh, and the red shirts are kind of like our junior chamber of commerce, if you will, um, 35 and under. It's kind of like you know what we do is they get introduced. They can get introduced to the bowl um, at, a, at a younger age in their mm -hmm. careers, and then grow into it, you know, and, and grow with it and then become committee members, board members, uh, what have you. So we rely 99.5% on our red coats and red mm -hmm. shirts. Um, this is their organization um, that they put on for San Diego. Uh, they're proud of it. Um, I've, I've even heard people say as recently as yesterday that someone said when they die, they want to be buried in their red coat because um, <laughs> they, they take so much pride in it. That's incredible. 
So one of the things I love to talk about is we are a sponsor. We also we produce events. We also participate in events. Sponsorship is so integral to sports entertainment to what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about what sponsorship means to you and your your advice to somebody that's going out there looking to, to raise money for an event that they're, they're, they're put, putting on? Oh, geez. Uh, well, be patient. <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> that's a piece of advice. And, and uh, you got to have some thick skin because yeah. you, you hear no a lot more than you say yes or hear yes, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we rely on sponsorship big time, you know, and it's not just going out and getting hard cash dollars either, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you look at our at our budget, you know, we have revenue side, you know, we have ticket revenue and sponsorship revenue and event revenue and things like that. And on the expense side, you'll see things that, you know, we need to get water. Yeah. Um, we need to feed the sailors. We need yeah. to do all this stuff. And by getting underwriters like you guys, um, that helps us, you know, to be able to do what we do um, year in and year out. And um, you know, in terms of advice, uh, you know, I've been doing sponsorship stuff for a long time, and um, you know, a lot of it is is you know, you you want to answer, you want you want to make the answer easy for for the prospect. You yeah. know, you want them to to realize, and and oftentimes, I, I'm not into trying to to shove a, shove a square peg in a round hole. Mm -hmm. You know. It doesn't make any sense to even approach somebody, especially if you know it. You know, yeah. and don't don't waste your time there. Um, look for those opportunities where people would want and would benefit um, from a partnership, and that's what we've done a pretty good job um, of through the years. And um, you know, try to avoid shoving square pegs and round holes because those are short deals. You know, if you get yeah. them once, congratulations, but you're likely not going to get them again. Um, so, nurture. You know, the relationships are really important. Um, and, and, and just being gracious and thankful and grateful. And, and, uh, and it's been a struggle these last couple of years yeah. you know, because we haven't been able, you know, hopefully when we're doing this a year from now, we're not wearing <laughs> we're these not wearing anymore. But, yeah. um, but, you know, it's been hard for us uh, to engage with sponsors like we used to. It's been hard to even engage with our volunteers. I mean, there are many volunteers who are out there doing stuff for us right now. And there's a few that I haven't seen since the pandemic started, yeah, you know, and that's, that's been a challenge and it's hard to keep them, you know, engaged. And when you can't s sit here, you know, face to face and, and work with them. Um, but yeah, the, our sponsorships are uh, very important. A guy that we hired, um, Jake Sandoval does a great job with it and, and, um, and our committee that helps him and, and, you know, to raise money, offset expenses, um, do a tremendous job and, and, you know, what people will see on game night mm -hmm. um, is largely due to that effort. Yeah. I mean, what I love about Jake, what Jake's done, and when I work with him at the Seals, and when I work with Luke over at the Seals, and when I work with a lot of people in sports entertainment is understanding that there's the traditional sponsorship, which is, you know, in real life, this event is happening in real life. Yes, we want a banner in the field, we mm -hmm. want exposure, but then there's this digital sponsorship of what's actually the social media content mm -hmm. that is going to be created on behalf of the sponsorship. Have you seen a shift in what people are looking for on the sponsorship side? Yeah, I have. I mean, not not like an overnight bam. Yeah. Um, it has been, you know, you, you just, that's one thing that's also important with sponsorship. You kind of got to keep up on, you know, what, what are the needs? What, yeah. I mean, even talking about our advertising, you yeah. know, it's totally different than it used to be. I mean, most of our ad dollars are spent digitally. Yeah. 
and uh, in very, you know, we, and I, and again, I am more old school. I'll totally admit it. <laughs> I like it when I'm driving in the road and I hear, you know, them talking about the SDCCU Holiday Bowl on the radio. Yes. Um, but I also am aware that, and I'm not, I would never just abandon that medium either. You of know, course. Because I think it's a mix of everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, the digital component is, is where it's at. You know, I mean, it's a very, um, it, it's, and it's, there's an expertise to it as sure. well. Um, and I will freely admit that I'm not the expert um, yeah. on it, but um, but we're pretty good about you know hiring the right people to help make sure that we are. I, th- I think that's it. interesting what you say is like there is an expertise to it, but there's also the wild west to it, and mm-hmm. it's so important to have the principles of what you've done so well over the years in legacy media, in mm-hmm. radio, on mm-hmm. TV, because those same principles work on social, yep. but they have to be executed in a way that represents the brand, represents the Holiday Bowl, represents all the things that you want to accomplish because that's where a lot of opportunity lays. Yeah, we, uh, you know, even some of our radio uh, deals that we've been doing, you know, most of it is digital. Yes. You know, it's not hearing it as you're driving in your that's, car. I mean, that's the, that's the amazing thing for us and that's why we love doing this podcast is, you know, we've been fortunate to go on local news and talk about our barbecue or talk about a charity event that we're doing or go on radio but what we've experienced as a small business is so many times when our customer says, oh, I saw you on the news, they actually didn't see us on CBS News at 6 p.m. They saw the Facebook clip of us on the news or they right. saw the Instagram story that we were on the news. Yeah, you know, so, so it's, it's kind of like you double dip it, right? Correct, I mean, Because you correct. get that, that traditional coverage, yep. but then it, it just goes on and then how do you and and then how do you repurpose that content to make sure that it's that it's valuable Um, I'd love for you to just talk about the uh, the charity component because there's so many ways that you guys tie in giving back and that's one of the things that I I love about your organization yeah I mean it it is interesting I get asked the question a lot you know it's like which charities do you support and I I do (laughs) tell them you know that we are we're a nonprofit ourselves correct Um, but that said we are proud to to partner with with several different um, nonprofits Um, I mean for years uh, you know, in terms of ticket donations and things like that, we've we've done that forever. Uh, we've we've had um, partnerships with great nonprofits through the years. We had a really great one with the Make a Wish San Diego, uh, with the Poinsettia Bowl. As a matter of fact, where it was, yeah, we gave proceeds of our ticket sales to Make a Wish. But the best part of it was the way that Wish Kids interacted in our in our festival. So you know, we had a Wish Kid flip the coin. We had a Wish Kid that would get the tea after the opening kickoff. One year, a kid got clocked by a linebacker. Oh, no way. You didn't see. I was uh, unbelievable. No way. <laughs> but the kid thought it was amazing. You know, he's like, I got knocked over. It was great. Um, and uh, wish kids sing the national anthem. Wish kids sign the national anthem. We had events where uh, we would bring uh, the captains of the teams together with wish mm-hmm. families. And that was fantastic. Um, SDCCU, our title sponsor for the game, um, has brought in a group called Biz Kids. And what it does, it teaches financial literacy uh, I, I read to about kids. That. and. Um, you know, they do great work. Uh, we're proud also to, to work with Rady Children's Hospital this year where uh, proceeds of the ticket sales from the concert that we're doing, the Snapdragon Bull Bashing concert, uh, will be going to Rady Children's Hospital. So, and then we've also done, you know, we, we have an annual blood drive that we do as well. Uh, we've worked with the San Diego Food Bank, you know, to, to give back in that way, raise some money and get food and distribute food to, to those who need it. Um, so, you know, it is important for organizations um, to, to support. I mean, we got to support one another here in San Diego. You know, I mean, it's a, 
while it is a big city, it's a small town. Yeah. And um, we all need to work together. That's, that's why I keep talking to telling people that um, here in, in San Diego and with the bowl game, there's something for everybody with yes. the Holiday Bowl. You know, we got our the Port of San Diego Holiday Bowl Parade. It's free family entertainment. And it's an awesome event. Um, that's when we just go down and enjoy it. Um, so that's why I tell people, go to HolidayBowl.com. Man, there's something for everybody. But that, that nonprofit um, angle and working with charity partners and others is, is really important to us. So when you look back on, at your career and how you got to where you are today, what, what are some of the lessons or any of the stories that you, you know, made a real impact on you? Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know that we have enough time here, but I, I've been pretty lucky you know, in my career. This is the only job I've had outside of school. And um, I started here as an intern 31 years ago. Wow. And, and of course, there are you know, people who have been you know, uh, critical to, to helping me get to where I am now. Um, you know, and I, one guy, since hopefully he won't see this, but I don't like admitting it to him. Um, but my predecessor, this guy, Bruce Minkowski was, uh, the guy who, um, I started with when I was an intern and, and he was the number two guy. Then he became the number one guy. Then I became the number two guy. Then when he retired, I, I took his seat and, you know, huge shoes to fill there. Um, but you know, it's just everyone, you know, there's always people, I'm sure you have people that you look back at as being, you know, critical to, to helping you succeed. And, um, with me, you know, I have several as well, you know, and Bruce obviously is one of them and the presidents that I've been fortunate enough to work with, you know, this year, Bob Bollinger, last year, Paul Herring, Del Lewis, Kimberly, I mean, I can go on and on and on. Um, you know, the, the bowl game is, is really blessed to have some amazing people, amazing leaders, very selfless. Um, you know, our board right now is extremely selfless. It's not about them. Um, it is about what we do for the community. Um, and they have a great time doing it because we're, you know, we're talking college football. We're not, we're yeah. not solving the world's problems <laughs> here. We're, we're having fun putting on a football game that just happens to do some amazing things for the community. And, uh, so yeah, there, we have, there, there are so many people and so many things that have happened for me through the years. Some of them, that you know may not have seemed like good things at the time, but as it turns out, you know they, they really helped shape me um, and who I am uh, as a leader and as a person. As you look at the five-year deal and you look to execute the first year with a football field in Petco, what what does success look look like in five years? Does it does it include a college football playoff? Can San Diego be yeah, hopeful I, that it's possible? I will say. It's possible. I, I would say the odds are stacked against us just because there are um, large football venues yes. out there and, and being built like, you know, a SoFi Stadium up in L.A. and Jimmy Allegiant Kimmel Stadium and, yeah, and the uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, Nashville's got a great venue and the Music City Bowl um, in Jacksonville, the Gator Bowl. They have a nice venue. So, I mean, we, we have competition. Um, what we have going for us is San Diego. Yep. Um, what we have going for us is Petco Park. You know, I mean, yep. it, while it is small and that could be a deterrent for us, there is a chance. You know, and and if not that, there's ways that we can bring bring other events here. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, maybe we can get some big. Uh, and we've done it before. You know, where we brought in um, when we had Navy Notre Dame here. Yep. Um, that could be possible to bring back to Petco. Um, which would be pretty amazing really if we can do that. Yeah. Um, other regular season games or early season games, um, you know, and 
and even you know working with Snapdragon Stadium, you know, mm -hmm. in San Diego State, maybe we can put some some big neutral site games in there as well. Is there a potential for the Poinsettia Bowl coming back? I don't think so. Um, you know, the Poinsettia Bowl had a great run. Uh, it you know started in two thousand five and and it ran for twelve years, had great impact for the region. Um, and what happened and, and why that did go away ultimately was that you know when the Holiday Bowl was started and through 2004, the last year before we had the Poinsettia Bowl, was that you know we, we were always putting on this special event once a year. And with the Poinsettia Bowl, for those 12 years, we were putting on a really special event twice in a week. And so it really did cannibalize one yeah. another to a degree. Um, and, but not to say that the, the, the impact it had were tremendous and it was a really difficult decision um, to, to cut the poinsettia bowl from our calendar. Um, but I think it was the right one. In fact, I know it was the right one. And um, so we were able to be singularly focused on the one game. Sometimes it's better to focus on one restaurant instead of two. Right. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's funny how that equates like that. But yeah, you're right. Um, so I, I know you've got a, a very busy week. What are, what are the, the things that you're going to need to accomplish? What's, what's the, the, the big goal that you need to happen before this, uh, your Super Bowl well, kicks you, off? It, it's interesting because, you know, we, they've never played football down there. And if I'm losing sleep over anything, it's just that we've covered all of our bases and yeah. that everything that you need in a football stadium got transferred over to the ballpark. Mm -hmm. You know, everything from the instant replay system yep. to the referee mics to um, the ring down phones from the SIDs and the truck to the sideline. In fact, we gotta have phones down there on the sidelines. Um, there, there's so many little things, you know, the, the down and distance markers yep. that are on the scoreboards and that's actually being checked as we speak right now. Um, and the, uh, uh, that everything goes, the, 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 that all the stats are getting to everyone in the media on, in a, on, on a, in a timely fashion. Um, it's just, it's all new. Yeah. And we're, coaches' booths, you know, where the coaches sit in the 50-yard line, they're actually in suites. So we got to make <laughs> sure that those headsets, yeah. you know, are communicating down there and that the suites are acceptable. They have good sight lines. Um, where the announcers are sitting, Joel Klatt, Gus Johnson um, with Fox, um, they're in a suite also in the 50 yard wow, line. Oh, interesting. Um, so there's a lot of different things. The media and, and radio, they're going to be in more in the corner of the end zone. Our statisticians are kind of in the corner of the end zone. So uh, there's some things that are definitely unique. Um, but for me, it's just making sure that we haven't missed anything. You know, we've got to make sure that we, this is put a lot on this first year. You know, it's got to be right. Um, because um, that just sets us up for success in the future. Before I let you go, can you tell us about the flag tradition? Since we are going to be feeding the sailors that are going to be actually doing the presentation, it's something that it's a true honor for us, any way that we can always give back. Um, this was a perfect tie-in for us to be able to do, but I'd love for you to, to talk about that flag tradition. Yeah, so the, the big we call it the big flag, yep. and um, it's been around. We've unfurled a big flag every year um, since 1978, and uh, we actually bought our own flag in 1996. Uh, it's football field size flag, it's 850 pounds, takes 200 to 250, uh, we always like to have service members do it, but 250, 200 to 250 people to unfurl it. It's made out of nylon, um, it's one piece, it's not clipped anywhere like that, it's beautiful. Um, and we, it is a, it's part of our pregame show pageantry, um, having sailors or Marines uh, uh, and other service members we've had um, first responders as well, 
uh, unfurl it at our games before. And uh, it's something that everyone looks forward to and the presentation of it, you know, we put a lot into it. Uh, we have a committee um, that does it. This guy, Art Garciacano, is the chair of it and the guy's a, a workhorse. <laughs> it goes all over the place. Yeah. Um, and in fact, after it's done here in San Diego on the 28th, uh, it'll be unfurled two days later at the Las Vegas Bowl in oh, Allegiant cool. Stadium. Uh, and you know it's been different with with uh, the pandemic. It hasn't had as many trips, but it's it after 9/11 it, it unfurled uh, at Soldier Field. Wow! Um, in a downpour. Wow! Uh, and, and cleaning and drying a, a you know, football <laughs> field sized flag isn't easy. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, that, we're proud of that flag. It, it's we've had it now for 25 years, and and. Uh, uh, it's been all over the place. It's even, you know, here, you'll see it at opening day, typically for Padres games. It was at a lot of Chargers games. It, it was unfurled at Del Mar on the track once before. Yep. Um, it's been to several NFL games and college games all around the country. And even unfurled on the beach in, in Maryland uh, during a Memorial Day oh, wow. um, celebration Incredible. as well. Yeah, it's cool. Well, we're, uh, we couldn't be more excited for the Holiday Bowl. We're grateful to be a part of it. We look forward to being a part in the future. Um, thank you for taking the time to spend with us. Uh, if you need to reach out to me, you can always reach out at Sean P. Walchuff on any of the social media handles. You can go to HolidayBowl.com um, to buy tickets, yeah, to learn more do. about all of the events. And if you're listening to this and you're in a different part of the world, mark your calendar and come next year because um, the Holiday Bowl happens every single year always going to have exciting teams playing it. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your leadership and thank you for your hospitality. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Fired up. Let's do it. All right.